East Durham College. Business Bites. In business, for business. Do you live in County Durham or its surrounding areas? Are you fed up with your existing role at work? Or do you have a business that you need to future-proof? If you don't know where to start to access training for you, your colleagues or your business, East Durham College can point you in the right direction. Find out about our services, our staff, programmes and expertise in this podcast series. Make sure you press follow now to not miss an episode. In business, for business. East Durham College. Business Bites. East Durham College. Business Bites. In business, for business. Hello and welcome to the next episode of the East Durham College Business Bites podcast. My name's Sarah Jolly and I'm the Business Development Manager here at East Durham College. And today I'm joined by Matt Reid and Lorna Jennings, who are our fantastic careers HA and School Engagement team here at East Durham College. Thank you both for joining us today. Thank you for inviting us. Um, So first and foremost, for our listeners who haven't met you before, do you want to tell them a little bit about yourself? Matt, shall we start with you? My sort of journey through to, to, to where I am now is ideal as a careers advisor. I pretty much failed my A-levels um, and then I went to university and picked a course that I actually didn't like. But that's the one that my <laughs> mum told me to pick. Um, various changes and, and sort of resets and, and everything else. I, I got through and got a degree that took four years um, and just really coincidentally my, my um, dissertation had been about cinema attendances in the 80s right um and then a job came up at audience cinemas so i went along to the assessment day and actually i knew loads about cinemas really (laughs) coincidentally um and got the job spent five years learning to be um a cinema manager i moved to newcastle kettering coventry bradford oxford grimsby and sheffield worked in three screen old sites i uh, worked in multi uh Multiplex, multiplexes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I got married. And this is another sort of career example, really. <laughs> My career change came because I got married. Yeah, I was living in Sheffield and I got married and my wife lived in Chesley Street. So <laughs> that was just not sustainable. Um, <laughs> it's a canny commute. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so I, um, I looked to retrain and I retrained in um, teaching in further education first and worked in colleges and then converted that to working in schools and taught in schools for 16 and a half years. Um, Luckily, during that time, um, I got asked to to look after the career side of things, and really, it's like you open this Pandora box that you can (laughs) never shut. Um, The careers took over everything, and, you know, with with, um, COVID sort of changing my perspective on things mm-hmm. I looked for something else and ended up here as careers leader fantastic what a journey mm. hey Lorna that's a that's a canny bit to follow isn't it it is oh gosh do you want to tell <laughs> us all about yourself as okay, well okay well 
a little bit like Matt, I just did what I was told, really. My mum told me to get a good job in an office that was better than the work that she did. Um, so I did do that for a couple of years, and it really wasn't floating my boat. I went, I, I was doing quite well. I got um, went up through the ladder, and, um, and I even ended up working in accounts. But I really wanted to help people, mm-hmm. um, and I hadn't really thought about what I wanted to do. So I'd started doing research with regard to different jobs. So I went to... Um, like work shadow people um i also worked with the smartens and i was doing community work as well so right. i set up homework clubs in the community in a um in southmore in stanley mm-hmm. um for young people who didn't have a, a quiet place to work right. and i really enjoyed that type of work so i knew i was interested in education and people in helping mm-hmm. But I didn't really know about any of the jobs, really. I knew I couldn't be a nurse because I couldn't do things like be, you know, sick and, mm-hmm. you know, injections and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But I, I wasn't aware of all those jobs where where um, where you could help. But I was interested in education, but I knew I didn't want to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. So I started um, work shadowing um clinical psychologist, um, speech and language therapist. Um, I did go into primary school and I knew after two hours I couldn't do that. That wasn't for you. As well. <laughs> so I, d- I did quite a bit of research really and I had um, spent some time with the careers advisor up in concert and I absolutely loved what she was doing. So I um, packed in my job um, and I had two children by then. Um, so as a mature student, I went to university and did a psychology degree, first of all, um, because um, in days gone by, to be a quiz advisor, you had to have a degree and you had to have postgrad qualifications. Okay. Um, so that was the typical route. Um, so I did a psychology degree and then did a quiz advice and guidance master's at the end of that. Wow. So and since then, I've been a quiz advisor. Um but and, and I've I've never looked back. I really really love love my job, yeah. and um, and I think it's the people contact being able to support people. And I know that's a cliche, but we can really make a big difference to people's lives doing the job that we do. When we do that every day, you yeah. know, it's amazing. It's fantastic to think of both of your journeys have been really different, but yet alike in some ways. Yeah. Like you haven't really started out with this is going to be your end goal job. You've actually both kind of had a bit of a a meander through other career pathways, Mm -hmm. obviously done your higher education side of things, um, but then ended up where you are today. I mean, I think that in itself gives you a really great grounding and great foundation when you think of, you know, some of the students and adults, because I know it's not just students that you help here, it's 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 anybody basically. Yeah, um if they need some careers advice, they could they could pop in and see you, couldn't they? Um I think there's a lot of questions on my list today. <laughs> so feel free to be as honest as you want because I know our listeners appreciate honesty. Um so we'll get straight into it. Um thinking of a typical day um, for either of you. We'll start with you, Lorna, first okay. this time. Um, what is your typical day like here at East Ham College? You know what? There's no typical day at all. You just don't know what you're walking into. Um, obviously, um, we're, we're part of careers education, so we do, um, or I do a lot of planning with regard to group work, um, planning and delivery. So we educate young people about the labour market mm-hmm. and, um, and, and all sorts with regard to careers and career sectors. Um, but then part of my work is also um, supporting students and well, anybody really to make sense of that information. Yeah. So, um, crazy education we're involved with, but I absolutely my passion is working on a one-to-one basis with young people to help them make sense of the world. We all want to have a job that makes us happy, and and I want 
and like and enjoy supporting young people to make those important decisions that help them yeah. to be the best that they can be. Um, so, um, so I can be working with students who maybe were, you know, foundation. I could be doing a group work session with foundation um, in the morning for an hour. Then I might be working with our foundation degree students an hour later. I could be doing um, one-on-one sessions with students who were wanting to look for a job. Mm-hmm. Um, so very much focused on employability or writing a CV. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I might be working with a student who's then thinking about going to university and want help with the university application. So it's really varied. But part of our role is also to link sort of education to the world of work. Mm-hmm. So as part of our, um, our professionalism, we do need to keep ourselves up to date with what's happening so yeah. we have to and um, we do attend conferences careers conferences to keep us up to date with what's happening here locally and nationally as well yeah. um so we can um best support students to know what what's happening um for them in this region so it's, yeah. it's really exciting so we'll work with employers um outside agencies as well because obviously we diagnose um you know with young people that come with barriers and we try and remove those barriers as well so it just makes it all really exciting wow. so no typical day i don't know how you get through the day and not even lie down and all the knowledge as well so we're working from um with young people um who um, may not be able to progress up through the education ladder, um, but the the knowledge that we need to do our job is vast, yeah. broad, um, yeah, knowledge base, and it's like it just keeps us on our toes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, like I know you're the dynamic duo, and I know how Matt feeds into this even more so with his school's background. Do you want to tell us a bit about that side of what you do, Matt, in your day to day job? Yeah, so. Um, so obviously um, I support Lorna with a lot of what she's described there, um, but also manage the uh, school's engagement team. So um, they're not here to speak for themselves. And they're the ones but they're who, a great team. They're the ones who actually do the school <laughs> engagement for the most part. Yeah. Um, but they're working usually two to three school engagements every single day yeah. from careers fairs through to, um, through to uh, you know, teaching sessions, doing uh, mock interviews, and that's with ev- virtually every school you could imagine from yeah. from um, alternative provision, um, special schools, um, yeah. and and all mainstream and, and primary schools we're working with now. Yeah. But across all of County Durham, Darlington, uh, Sunderland, Washington. Yeah, uh, well, our portfolio is vast, isn't it? Much, yeah, pretty much geographically mm. everywhere you can imagine within mm. probably 30, 35 miles. Wow. Um and that, you know, in part, that's because we've got the land-based offer at Hoffel, yeah, with such a sort of a different um, option for students. Yeah, but still, I think you know we, we are determined to engage with schools, not just to um, to try and sell the college. It's it's more, much, much more about helping those young people see the options that they can make the right so they can make the right choice yeah come to the college and have a successful um next step yeah and actually that's a huge decision isn't it i mean i think we probably all all three of us here could remember in the days of yore when we had to make that decision ourselves and and i'm a bit like yourselves i did a a degree in in a subject area that i don't use at all now but i do think the university experience for me personally gave me the skills to be able to do some of my job today. Absolutely. Because, you know, communication, being able to 
write reports, all those kind of things is part and parcel of what I do here at college. Um, but I do think um, I found university tough, which is interesting when you were talking about your experience, Matt, of it took you a little while to get through university. I think I had a reset every year, every year, but actually still achieving a degree. And actually, you know, I'm from East Durham. I was the only member of my family to go to university. So that kind of goes back when we're talking a little bit about, you know, aspirations for people mm-hmm. within our area. I think that's one thing that you two guys really get right to the core face with people, don't you? Absolutely. I, I'm, as like you, I was the first person in my family to go to university. And actually, um, I can remember an uncle taking the mickey because, you know, are you still in education when you're going to get a proper job, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and some family members just didn't understand. And I'm so proud that I managed to get that degree. And I loved it and I flew through it. Uh, you know, it obviously suited me. And, um, and I love learning. Um, but it was really tough um, coming from a background that I did when other people didn't understand quite my role. And I can remember one day, my mum had said to me, she'd gone off uh, on a training course. She was a cleaner. So she had a training course for three days. And she came back and she goes, Elo. I know what it's been like for you. Um, I had to do training for three days. So I've spent five years doing my degree, Mum. It's not the same. Um, but yeah. I'm not comparing apples for apples there, are abso- we? <laughs> absolutely, you know. Um, but I think um, just going back to, to um, you know, I, I'd said about my mum and families do have an influence, but I think it's, and it's really great that you've got some support there. Mm-hmm. But actually seeking support with regard to careers is really quite important yeah. because um, our families um, are wanting to do the best for us, but um, with all due respect, they don't know about all these wonderful um, job roles. So um, I mentioned a little while ago that I did some research. Um, I didn't... I knew I couldn't be a nurse, but I didn't know about all those allied healthcare professional job roles that yep. are out there. Yep. And many students here in this college don't, and it's important that, that us as a team get that message out because some yep. people do want to care for people, but they know that, that ju- like nurses or... Doctors not for them, but there's so many exciting careers out there, yeah. and it's our job to try our best to inform and inspire mm-hmm. um, young people to, um, you know, to, to grab those exciting careers that are out there. Yeah. And there's so many wonderful opportunities here in the northeast. Yeah, and I guess Matt, I was just going to feed that back to thinking of the work that you do with our schools team, especially because um, I won't ask the million dollar question yet about careers advice and skills. We're going to hold that one off a little bit. But just thinking of that kind of the classic, like you say, aspirations, families feeding into, you know, people, um, their their sons and daughters going on particular career paths. I think that's quite a very big historic thing here in the North East, isn't it? Do you see that when you are out and about in our, I'm just thinking of our, even our local schools here. Do the schools team see that as an influence, even from kids being really young and going through primary to secondary? that the families have a big influence on what they might do when they leave. Yeah, but it's not just the families. It's it's teachers. Mm-hmm. It's um, other role models that they see. And quite often they're influenced by the way things were when they were at school and then making choices at, at, at year 13 or going into apprenticeships or, or going yeah. to university. Yeah. You know, teachers quite often have been, you know, successful university graduates who've got a very clear view of that being the successful route yeah um 
you know, parents quite often would think of apprenticeships as for, for you know, low-skilled mm-hmm. jobs and for people who leave school mm-hmm. at 16 and, you know, go on to be an apprentice brickie. Yeah. Where it's far, more tra- far more More trade-related, yeah. Far, far more than that. And and I think I think that's part of, of our role and also the school's team's role yeah. is just to, to provide the young people with the opportunity to... to consider all the different options yeah but also all the different routes to get there yeah because i think that is important isn't it you know it's the classic Mm. being in in, what is it informed of knowledge is being forearmed for the future isn't it something like that yeah my wife did it did her degree then then did exactly the job that she wanted and she's still doing exactly the same job that she planned to do at 16 yeah and she's been really successful in that mm-hmm. and every time we're talking to my 13 year old she keeps mm. saying oh you, you know when you go to university and i keep saying or if we can find you a degree apprenticeship yeah <laughs> absolutely i mean my son's an apprentice so i am absolutely an advocate yeah. obviously i work in the team that absolutely promotes that here at east durham um but i think what's i think you hit the nail on the head there with regards to people's um knowledge about things like apprenticeships um it could be massively out of date because they have changed significantly anybody who's listened to this podcast series since we've launched would know that we talk about that a lot um i think what we also talk about and this is again i'm going to ask you this question um is the influence of of industry in shaping these opportunities and bringing to light these opportunities with not just young people but with anybody because you know we've got a lot of huge businesses here in the northeast who are um you know i would say not necessarily winning the recruitment fight mm. at the moment. And again, to mention it again in this podcast, it's no surprise that we talk about recruitment. We've talked about it probably in the last half dozen episodes because it's not fun out there at the moment. But, you know, we want to get people into um, amazing job opportunities that are hopefully going to change their lives because they can be life changing for people, can't they? I mean, um, you know, we know fine well that we can help people gain the skills to get into those jobs. I mean, if you could give anybody a bit of advice who is thinking, maybe, I know we've mentioned, Lauren, about you having a family, they might have had a family, could want to retrain into something different, or might just want to, they could be in a job that they've been in, like you say, Matt, for years, and, and want to do something different, and it's not necessarily the right thing for them. What bit of advice would you give them? We'll start with you, Lorna. I think um, that companies are um ret- wanting to reach out to people who are wanting to work and um, certainly um, over the last few um, months we've been doing a lot of employer engagement with regard to finding out what employees are looking for and um, and the, the messages are really that you know they can train people to do a job they're wanting people who um, have a good work ethic and if people can fit, fit in with the values of their organisation they're, they're willing to give them um, a chance so I think it's about approaching companies being quite brave with regard to um, reaching out but there is a lot of support out there so um, obviously careers advisors in colleges there's a national career service helping adults and in the community and job centres Um, so there are um, support networks out there so if you are thinking about having a career change then absolutely um, go out and start speaking start networking Mm -hmm. and I know um, social media like LinkedIn for instance Mm -hmm. is a really good um, tool as well to start reaching out Mm -hmm. but I think um, certainly for young people when they're reading those um, those job descriptions quite often they don't see the relevance of 
what the job description um, is saying and relating it to them. So I think mm -hmm. um, sometimes even the um, job adverts are a barrier because young people don't actually see yeah. the, that, that they relate to that. So just mm -hmm. to give an example, yesterday I had a young man who's thinking about an apprenticeship and... Um, he didn't understand about transferable skills and he, he skipped out yesterday so happy <laughs> because he, he, he said, I've got skills that I didn't know I had and it's because he'd been working in, in a, 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 a pub mm -hmm. for about five or six weeks and you know, um, he's learned about um, communication and working as part of a team and he, he didn't realise he could use that um, when he was looking at a job description for, for an apprenticeship. Yeah. Um, to, to apply for this job. You Very know? valuable like, skills yes, as well, aren't they? Exactly, it? yes. Yeah. I'm going to apply for this job. I'm, I'm going to, you know, sign up, you know, yeah. tonight. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think um, it, it, it teaching um, young people to recognise that they have so much to give mm -hmm. and, they, um, and they have what employees are seeking mm -hmm. and for, for adults to to do the same and, mm -hmm. and to reach out because mm -hmm. some uh, I think companies are um, more than happy now um, for, for people to make contact with them directly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you agree with that? I'm, I know you yeah, probably agree yeah. with the lion share of that, Matt. I mean, the, the hardest thing as an adult is to work on what flexibility do I have financially? Yeah. What flexibility do I have in terms of my lifestyle and my family duties and responsibilities? Yeah. How do I make that step potential step backwards mm -hmm. mm. in terms of what I earn and, you know, the, the level of responsibility that I have to, to start on a new path. Mm -hmm. And that can be really sort of daunting, almost, um, almost it can, you know, stop them in their tracks. Yeah, I was just going to say, it can be a real barrier, yeah. can't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, that, that's got to be something that, that they need support with. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of support is also what careers advisors do. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're, we're not the font of all knowledge about every job that exists. Mm -hmm. What we are is, is, is a service that can help people come to decisions. Yeah. You know, support them to see the different, like, pros and cons of any option. Yeah. And then help them, potentially not even to make that decision at the time, but to go away and do some research, yeah. provide them with the tools to make a decision at a future yeah um, at, a f at a future point yeah um, I think that's really crucial as well isn't it because ultimately you know you're not here with a magic wand the pair of you no. it would be lovely to think we could do that but mm -hmm. no Harry Potter's got that all tied up um, I think what's quite interesting here is um, I, I think it's the awareness really of, of what you guys do um, not just with our students but with anybody I think that's yeah. been if anybody's listening to this podcast, that'll be a huge takeaway from this, is if somebody needs a little bit of support to get them from A to B and they feel that, you know, they're not quite too sure what route to take, I think they could knock on your door and you would be able to have a conversation with them. I think that's a huge yeah. take out of today. Now, I'm going to ask you, Matt, it's time for the million dollar question. So we're talking about what you guys do with careers advice. How do we think that's fair in, in the school system right now? Okay, so that's a that's a, that's a tough <laughs> Deep one. Deep breaths. <laughs> it's a, it's a tough one, and and it it's almost two different parts of of, of a job role. Mm -hmm. The first part, um, the sort of education and information side of it, um, it it was good when I came here because I got a real contrast of the difference between curriculum, um, delivering careers education, yeah, in secondary schools and careers, and the same in. In, in a further education setting 
And it's just natural here that we work with employers all the time. Yeah. You know, I couldn't list the number of employers that we work with because we it's work so vast, with so isn't many. it? Yeah. And, 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 and it would be really difficult to ask, I think, even one curriculum area to name them because for all different issues, they, deal, they work with all different employers. Yeah. Um, whereas in a secondary school, that bringing employers in can be a real challenge. So sort of as an extension of that, going beyond the theory of maths or the theory of science and taking that into the real world yeah. is often quite a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to the advice itself in a school, it comes down to the age-old problems of time and money. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be the same. Yeah, same for the careers leaders who actually manage the strategic side of it, and the people on the core face. Whether it's somebody employed by the school or um, an outside agency that they buy in, yeah. So often, what they manage to offer isn't isn't that far from what I think. I remember myself getting, mm-hmm. you know, it might be a half an hour. It might be a one hour session yeah, um, for year 11 students. But really, if you think back to secondary school, there are key decision points in year nine when you're picking options. Yeah, very much. Um, and in year 10, when you're unsure of your motivations for, 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 for the courses that you're working on. Yeah. Um, some people don't need very much support. Mm-hmm. Some people will need mo- far, far more than one hour or half hour session. Yeah. And th- there's got to be the capacity in the school for that. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that quite often the school focus is always on the, the measurables. So, yeah. so the, the, the statistic that schools measure themselves on quite often is needs. So stu- students that are not in education or training. Yeah. Um, but for any year group of, let's say, a year group of 240, that might, that might be seven mm-hmm. students. Yeah. What about the rest? Yeah. And, you know, an example of, of, of that would be there are often kids at the very top of, of, of the year group, the ones who are the high flyers, but they're always thinking of doctor, mm-hmm. teacher, mm-hmm. lawyer. Yeah. But what about working in advanced manufacturing? What yeah. about working in pharmaceuticals? Or what about working in, in offshore energy and being some really sort of, you know, high flyers in those in fields? In those industries, yeah. yeah. You're or, absolutely or, or right. Working, or working with AI or mm-hmm. cyber security or, you know, there's so, so much out there. Yeah. And and, and we've got to really help people to, to see those options. Yeah. And I think thinking back to a bit like what you just said, actually, because I can remember, I can remember that session like quite vividly actually um because i had a huge passion for sport then my degrees in sports science don't use it at all but i still have a degree in it which is lovely but i don't think i ever really thought of i was going to go and study this what was the job at the other side i don't think anybody ever had that conversation with me um I think, you you know, at the time doing the studying part, you probably thought of, oh, you could go and be a physio. You could be going to be a lecturer or a teacher in sport. All of those kind of, I guess, more traditional routes. But nobody still really had that conversation with me. That was up to me to go and find those job pathways. And I think now there's the industries are so vastly growing and changing, and they have been for years. 
you know, especially here in the northeast. I mean, some of the stuff that we talked about with Nissan um, on their podcast um, only a couple of weeks ago, the amount of work that's coming into that plant over the next five, ten years is absolutely unreal. Like the amount of job opportunities that it's yeah. going to, you know, kind of put on our doorstep. Yeah. It's it's fantastic because, like you say, you know, advanced manufacturing is a huge industry, not just because of of that particular business, but all the supply chains that work with that business. It's one of the lifeblood kind of you know lines of opportunity here in the northeast, and we can't really get away from that. But I think what's really interesting is there's you know still a bit of work to be done to get people to understand just what is out there. And um, I don't know whether, and, and I'm going to ask you both this question. Do you find that teachers still feel the need to push people through the educational route? Is that because of that's what they understand because they did it themselves? Or do they just not understand about the other routes that are there? What do you think, Lorna? I think um, teaching staff in schools are obviously more comfortable talking about, um, you know, the education degrees, etc. I mean, I, I worked in schools as a careers advisor for, for about 12, 15 years before I came into colleges. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to get quite frustrated with, with the system mm-hmm. um, within schools, which is why I wouldn't go back. But I think it's very much more um, to do with, like, with the with funding with regard yeah. to schools, um, you know, careers advice and guidance in schools um, at the moment, it's it's not it's not funded, mm-hmm. um, and careers advisors get the 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 brunt of it, I think. But it's a, the political landscape that they're mm-hmm. working in, mm-hmm. um, and and because there's it's not funded, I think there's even less chance of advisors who are working in schools to go out and do the necessary training to keep up to date with, with yeah. what's happening. So. Um, and, and if the careers advisors aren't going out and they're not a- being able to like share that information as well, then um, you know the, the young people aren't getting the kind of um, advice and support they need with regard to apprenticeships and other opportunities as well. Yeah. Um, Do you yeah. say that with the skills team, Matt? Do they get asked a lot about all of these other, so not necessarily the kind of um, educational courses, whether that's vocational or year levels, whatever that might be, T-levels, there's so much opportunity on that landscape now, isn't there? Do you think that your skills team, I mean, I, I know we've done some um, some training with the skills team around things like apprenticeships, just to get them kind of up mm. to speed and feeling comfortable with those kind of conversations. Do you think skills are reaching out to people like our team for that extra bit of information to give to their to their students? I think it's really difficult in schools. Mm. I did, you know, I, I was a careers leader in a school myself. I, I know how difficult it was, and it, it, it still is. The problem is, is you know, I, I don't want to be unfair to teachers, but they have they have that academic achievement pressure yeah. that they yeah. have to work towards, and that's what the school's measured on first and foremost, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Um, and, 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 and quite often, you know, within the... Their timetables, does that give them the opportunity to broaden their understanding of, of, of the opportunities that are out there? What we find is is there will be school set pieces. Yeah. They'll have a careers fair. They'll have a they'll they'll have a, a, an event. Mm-hmm. But even even if they have that that event. You've got. Let's say you've got two hundred students going into an event, and that there are employers and colleges there. Mm-hmm. There are some students who are confident and comfortable, and will come to every um, station. Yeah, and have a chat. Yeah, 
there's a whole set of 16-year-olds and 15-year-olds who stand in the middle and giggle because they're nervous and yeah. scared. Yeah. And, and, you know, we do lots of... Schools do... They, they do work hard t- to try and get them to speak to us all. You know, the, 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 there are sti- styles of events like speed date and style events. Yeah. But still, mm-hmm. if that's only year 11 and not year 7, year 8, yeah. year 9, year 10 and year 11... Yeah. Um, it's not enough. No. And actually, really, it should be different for year seven because it should be about opportunity and aspiration and skills. It should be more diff. It should be different again for year nine because it should be starting to get them to think about the sort of direction that they are choosing with their options. Yeah. You know, but also helping them to understand that you're not choosing. Your, your direction that is you're going to be locked into yeah, forever. forever and ever. Yeah, I think that's the huge yeah. thing, isn't it? That's a really big yeah. point. You know, you know, People so change their minds. That's it. And having a one-to-one with somebody to make sense of the information that they've gathered and how um, you know that would impact on them in their life and whether it would suit, suit them as opposed to other options as well. So I think um, you know that 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 ongoing support with regard to careers um, and offering advice and guidance and support is really important. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to ask you both a really personal question now. We'll start with you, Matt. What motivates you every day coming to you to do your job? It's all about the support for not just the individual. I mean, that's where Lorna's going to go, I think. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's, that's the clear driving and motivation for Lorna but f- for me it, it, it's it's a bit more to do with trying to improve the service and the the, the, um, the overall quality of what we do mm-hmm. um, at the minute there are two of us mm-hmm. with with a, a, a sort of a, a half um, careers advisor who's who's just started the apprenticeship and it's going to take out upwards of two years to be qualified yeah um, but also not, sort of regionally there's a there's a employment shortage and yeah. another employment shortage. Another one where there's a um, recruitment challenge, yeah. So how do we make sure that we're providing the, the right quality of service here mm-hmm. and, you know, beyond? So for for the students that could potentially come, the students that we have and the students that leave us mm-hmm. at everything from level one to level, to foundation degree and mm-hmm. from agriculture to to, anim- to animal care, to engineering, to A-levels, you know? God, yeah, it's huge, that's, isn't that's it? That's the challenge for me. Yeah. What about you, Lana? Um, obviously, working with the students, I absolutely get a buzz every day. I kind of, I, I go with the journey with them, um, you know, so there's, it, you know, you might, I might have a young student come in and they're, they're crying because they've got to do the UCAS personal statement, they don't know where to start, and, and I'd start that journey with them and then support them with the UCAS application and the personal statement and then, um, and support them with the interview for, you know, preparation for university interviews and then they're coming in and they're going, yes, I've got a place and I'm so happy for them and equally um, you know almost crying with them when when things haven't gone to plan but then finding other ways as well so um, it's just the the being able to support people um, to to get on the right pathway to make those good 
those decisions that that are best for them um obviously we don't ever tell anybody what to do we don't make any decisions for them but we are there to um support them and for some people they might only need a tiny bit of support an hour or so others i might see them you know eight hours 16 hours it, you know it, it's whatever it's been having the flexibility to um give an individualized support i support suppose yeah. with with um students and it's yeah. great because i yeah i meet a whole range of um people and we have some amazing students here and um and and it's it's just an amazing job i love it i think anybody listening to this today will absolutely concur with the fact that you obviously both love what you do you both obviously get a lot out of what you do but you also bring a lot to the roles that you've both got and obviously from from east durham college's point of view we thank you for doing that every day of the week (laughs) because you are amazing just as what you've said lonnie you are so thank you both for joining us today it's been absolutely wonderful i feel like we need to pick this up maybe in a few months time especially with our new apprentice in the team i think that could be an excellent addition to this next chat for careers and advice and guidance for us um, and if you would like more information about our service here um, just drop us an email at business at eastdurham.ac.uk and thanks so much for listening and if you'd like to get our next episode straight to your feed just give us a follow East Durham College Business Bites In business for business